Good morning, Life Church. Happy Sunday. How is everyone today? Fantastic, fantastic. Well, I'm so excited to be here. My name is Mark. I'm on the board here at Life Church, and uh, I am honored that uh, Pastor Brian would uh, allow me to share a message with you today. You know, we have such an amazing pastoral staff. Uh, all of our pastors, all of our staff members do so many amazing things. They work eight days a week, 32 hours a day, and they put this all together, and they make it look seamless for us. Let's give them a hand, if you would. Let's give them a hand. You know, it takes all of us, it takes all of us to, uh, to, to have the body of Christ as an example, a shining light in our community. It's not just that uh, we put it all on somebody to do it, it takes all of us to do it. Let's take a moment now and acknowledge the Holy Spirit in our house with us this morning. If you'd bow your heads in prayer. Father God, we thank you. We thank you this day for the sun that you've placed in the sky just at the right place so that it casts its beams of light on our earth and warms us. We thank you for the green grass and all the things that grow that you've set before us, Lord God. We thank you for the mountains that remind us of your majesty. We thank you, Father, for the oceans and the bodies of water that bring forth a bounty to us. We thank you, Father, for this amazing, blessed country that we live in. We ask you, Lord, to shine your light on us in these times so that we can continue to be a beacon of truth and light, a shadow of your love in the world. Today, Father God, we ask that your Holy Spirit reveal himself to each of us in our own special way, so that the words and the message that we hear today become who we are and who we go forth with. And we pray this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Well, good morning, good morning. We're going to continue this this, uh, talk on unshakable faith. We've been learning about the heroes that have been revealed to us in God's word in the Holy Bible, in Hebrews, and especially in chapter 11 that our pastors, Tom and Brian, have done just a phenomenal job with, and Matt, who's delivered a message as well. And we're learning from these men and women of old, and we're finding out how we can take those things that they learned and those that they exampled to us into our day today. We start real quickly. Today we're going to talk about Noah. And uh, perhaps you know the story of Noah, and I believe we all kind of learned it as we were kids, and maybe we've been enlightened by it a few other times since then. Although today we're going to really dive into it, and I trust that the Holy Spirit is going to reveal something to you in a very special way today through this example of Noah and his faith that will allow your walk with God to become stronger, more personal, and one with intention. We open up in Hebrews 11, and it, uh, the first, uh, what we hear, see here is, is that it says, faith shows the reality of what we can hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see through their faith. The people in days of old earned a good reputation. So welcome, church. Welcome here this morning. Welcome to our great friends at Midcoast, and uh, we're happy that you're with us today. We're going to learn about obedience of faith today. Um, let's move forward. We have to understand that uh, the character that we're learning about today, Noah, is considered to be one of the heroes. You know, in, in uh, Hebrews, we, we see that uh, Hebrews 11 is really about the hall of fame of these faith heroes. Faith heroes. None of these people were perfect, although all of them committed themselves to walk with God and to be obedient. Their journeys were all about faith and about vision. 
about seeing the invisible future. They were leaders. They weren't perfect. Only inspired and fearful of our God. They all had these four things in common. One, vision. They saw the promise far off, just like we do today. They saw that promise far off, and they had the power in the day today because of the vision that they had for tomorrow. Brothers and sisters, today we have that same vision of tomorrow, and we can bring that vision of tomorrow into our today. They had confidence. They were assured by the promises of God. They remained optimistic because they wanted to make a legacy more so than a living. A legacy more so than a living. You know, that brings me back to the lines that Pastor Brian had been teaching us, and we'll go back to that if you would. I, was, I know I put my hand in front of there. Um, that line, that upward line, chasing after things, and that long path line, chasing after God. We're going to learn today that that confidence that we gain from our walk with God can give us the opportunity, if we so choose, to see obedience as an inspiration versus an irritation. See, when our walk with God is in a close walk, we can oftentimes see that obedience being an irritation in our life. They also had hunger. They embraced the promises of God. They had ownership for their descendants. Get this. They had ownership for their descendants, always looking to the future. And they, they took pride in the fact that what they did today would actually bring joy to their descendants. It was a humble pride that moved them forward each and every day. And lastly, the resolve that they had, they all confessed that they were strangers, pilgrims in this world. They made up their minds, each and every one of them, that dreams, not their memories, consumed them. Dreams are about the future. Memories are about the past. They lived in the future moving towards God and towards God's promises each and every day. Not all without fault. None of them were perfect. Noah was not perfect, although Noah was obedient. Let's take a look. In order for us to understand a little bit about Noah, we have to understand, first of all, that Noah found favor with God. God was pleased with him. In some uh, translations, in uh, Bible translations, it actually said that God smiled when he talked to Noah. Can you picture that for yourself, that, that God smiles when you talk with him? He's so pleased when you bring him into your life and you take partnership with him and you discuss your, your beliefs with him, you discuss your relationships with him, you discuss your struggles with him, you discuss your business opportunities with him. He takes and gives you this unbelievable favor. It's so unbelievable that it's believable when we draw close to him. Noah built this ark with reverence to God and a love for his family. We know he built an ark. We kind of know that story, although today we're going to know a little bit more behind the scenes. We're going to take that behind the scenes tour. He was truly faithful. His faith walk with God allowed him to actually not be transformed of the world that he lived in. Now, the world that Noah lived in was a world much like the world we live in today, and I'll share with you in just a minute what the Bible tells us about it. 
Today, friends, when you attempt to be a Noah in this world, I choose to share with you that our beliefs as Christians are not accepted as they were just a few years ago. When you choose to be a hero of faith, and all of you can if you choose, you will be tempted. If our walk isn't close enough with God, the values that we have as Christians aren't accepted as they were in the world just a few years ago even. You're going to make waves. By standing firm on God's word, you're going to make waves. I ask you to be in faith and not be transformed and choose to follow Christ's instructions. Now, when Noah walked on the earth, this is what was going on. And I have to, we have to understand the context of where we are. So the Bible shares this with us pretty graphically here in Genesis 6. The Lord observed the extent of the human wickedness on earth. So God's looking down on the earth that he created. And he saw that everything they thought, the people on earth, or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. Friends, look at me. Have you ever had a a time in your life when you knew from what you did or didn't do, from what you said or didn't say, that you broke your father or your mother's heart? You know that feeling? Our father in heaven, his heart was broken for us. He was broken for us. And he said, I will wipe out this entire human race that I have created from the face of this earth. And yes, I will destroy every living thing, all people, large animals, small animals, scurrying across the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I'm so sorry I ever made them. It would take so much for you to perhaps feel that way towards your child. God grieved. He grieved for the world and the creation that he created. And he knew that he needed to do a restart, a do-over. I love to serve a God that allows do-overs, don't you? Amen? Yeah. So we had a do-over. You know, this is a tough message when you understand that what God did was recreate the world with a new covenant for us so that we could move forward. And he chose Noah as the only righteous person walking the face of the earth to partner with because of their walk. See, when you're walking with God and you're walking closely with him, you're going to receive information from God. You're going to receive care and you're going to receive candor. You're going to receive love and correction. See, we serve a God who loves us so much that he's willing to share with us what it is we need to hear. Amen? Yeah. And we, in turn, are asked to be obedient. And in obedience to God is actually a byproduct of our walk with God. The closer the walk, the more the obedience. The more the obedience, the less does it feel that it's an irritation. And the more that we feel that it's a movement towards the promises that are ahead of us. This is where Noah was. This is where Noah was. He was walking in a world that was falling apart. Crime was running rampant. All kinds of mischievous things were happening. Wars, battles, you name it. Not much unlike the times that we're living in. Not much unlike the times we are living in. 
So because of Noah's walk with God, Noah actually heard God. Noah, Noah, build a large boat. Noah, build it out of cypress wood. <laughs> what? <laughs> build it out of a large boat? Hmm. No, that wasn't Noah. Noah just listened and took the command. Waterproof it with pitch, Noah, inside and out. And I choose for you to remember the word pitch, if you would, pitch. Then construct the decks, the stalls throughout the interior of the boat. Make the boat uh, 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Leave 18 inches open below the roof all the way around the boat. That was the first panoramic window. God inspired. Put the door on the side. A door on the side of a boat. And then build three decks inside the boat, a lower, a middle, and an upper. Noah, build a boat. Wow. Now, if God shared that with me, I'd have some questions. (laughs) First of all, you have to understand that God told Noah, build a boat. He also told him, I'm going to blot out the earth as you know it. Every living creature, we just read that, everything's going to be gone. We're going to flood the earth. And all that will remain is you, because Noah, you are the only righteous one to work, walk on the earth. And I'm going to allow you to save in your boat your family. Noah, Noah, build a boat. Now, I might have been like, God, uh, a boat. Uh, that's a big boat, God. Where do I get the wood for that, God? What, cypress wood, where do I get that? Do, I don't have the tools for that, God. Um, God, uh, when do you need this boat built by? How long do we have to go to, to build this boat? God, how, how, where, why am I building it 100 miles away from any body? God, help me out with this, God. What am I going to do with all these animals? And how, how are we going to get all these animals on the boat? And when we do get them on the boat, how are we going to keep the lions and the lambs from... You know, how are we going to, and, and God, what are we going to, where are we going to get the food to survive on this boat? And God, you didn't even tell me where we're going in this boat. Where are we going, God, in this boat? Oh, and God, what do I do with all the poop? <laughs> that might need more of me. Maybe that's you too. Not Noah. Noah did exactly what God said. And though, because of that, the story ends. It's a beautiful story, isn't it? We all get on the boat. It's the first Christian cruise. (laughs) And we head to Happy Town. I think you know, as well as I do, that there's a little bit more to the story. There's a little bit more to the story. Factually, this is probably more of what that boat might have looked like. The interesting thing about this was is that God told Noah to build a boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, 40 feet tall. These ratios were used in shipbuilding right through the middle of the 19th century. The largest ships that ever cruised the world, Titanic included, were built on those ratios. Interesting. From Noah, from God, to us. See, Noah did, what did he do? Everything, exactly as God commanded him. No questions, just did everything God commanded him. 
Now that's exactly where Noah turned into a hero of faith by doing everything. Now maybe in your walk, you've heard from God and God has given you an unction to move in a certain area, to do a certain thing, and you or me might have said, I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll do that until I won't do that. That one doesn't feel right for me. That feels a little weird. Noah did everything, and he completed it all. See, when your walk with God is close enough that you actually are talking with God and God is talking with you, and the obedience actually starts to become a form of that relationship because of your walk with God, and it doesn't become an irritation. It actually is something that you're moving forward to. Doing everything becomes a little bit more sensible. Now, here's the thing, friends. When you get so close to God and God shares with you a message and it doesn't make sense, he's looking to do something bigger in your life. And we've got to take that and move on it. We can't hold back. We move into it. There are times when you're going to need the counsel of good Christian fellow friends and your pastors to understand these things so that you can move into it. I've been learning this for the last two years that if you take your first step into a step of uncomfort, you're probably moving in the right direction. If you turn tail and run towards comfort, you're probably missing out on an opportunity. Noah walked with God, and it pleased God. When we look at this, we find out that the flood came. It didn't come until it was, Noah was ready. So from the day one that God sent the message to Noah, Noah went out and started whacking away at cypress trees. No questions asked. Noah was received the message from God that he and his three sons, along with their wives, could be saved in the boat. So Noah was building a boat out of reverence to God. So while he was walking away at the cypress trees every day, every day, every day, anyone here ever chop at a tree? Every day, every day, every day, for 120 years. Some of us, including myself, have asked God after 120 minutes, why aren't you finding me? Here's Noah whacking away at a cypress trees for 120 years with faith, with reverence, praising God, praising God. So if your walk isn't close enough yet to where you're hearing God, keep chopping. Keep staying in faith. Men and women of Christ, keep chopping. God is near. We serve a faithful God. We serve a God with integrity, and he will be there with you when your time is right. Noah received all these commands and instructions when the time was right. Here it says in Genesis, when everything was ready, the Lord said to Noah, Go into the boat with all of your family. For among all the people of the earth, I can see that you alone are righteous. 
of all the people of the earth. That's a sad statement of the earth at that time. Friends, if you're going to be a Noah in today's earth, you're going to cause some waves. Amen? Noah reveals to us through God's word how you can save your family from the waves of this world. Let's keep digging a little bit deeper here. So this tells us that God can see. So God sees us all, knows us all, from our deepest and darkest to our brightest and lightest. He sees and knows and loves us. When the time was right, Noah moved into the ark with his family, with the food that God commanded him to bring in, and he was instructed what type of food to bring in. And then things started to happen. The lion and the lioness looked at each other and said, Roar, it's time to go. And two by two, all the creatures of the world that were commanded by God found their way to Noah's boat. And Noah, I'm sure, standing at the edge of the door on the side of the boat, watched in awe as these animals moved in. I don't believe there are any struggles. And we've all seen the movies. I think the best movie to go see is the one that you can read. God commanded it, and so it was done. Every living thing that breathes, female and male of each kind, entered just as God commanded Noah. Then the Lord closed the door behind them. God instructed Noah to build basically a box that would float. He commanded him to put pitch around the outside and the inside to keep the water and the waves of the what was impending to happen out. See, God told Noah what was going to happen. Noah knew what was going to happen, and Noah acted as though he knew what was going to happen. Friends, I think we all know as we walk our Christian walk, I think we all know the end of the story. Amen? We're all going to heaven. We're all going to heaven. And I believe if we look at Noah as an example, we start to act today like we're going to heaven and we're living heaven on earth. And our sole purpose here is to please God and to please God is to introduce him to his son, Jesus Christ. So if you're looking for purpose, that's one great place to start. Everything beyond that is just supporting moving people to Christ. That's what we do. Notice it said that the Lord closed the door behind him. Noah had no way of closing the door because he was inside with all the animals and his family. The Lord sealed Noah and his family into salvation. Noah built the ark out of reverence to God and a love for his family. And that's what we as Christians, brothers and sisters do for our families is we build an ark to save our families and we do so in reverence to God. Amen? Yeah. It's pretty neat how this story starts to unfold. Let's go a little bit deeper. So God wipes out everything. The boat floats and it goes wherever it goes. All were destroyed. The only people who survived were Noah and his family in that box that floated above all the tragedy of the world, sealed 
closed in by God. And then when we move, we see that God didn't spare anyone. No one. We actually, it was a, a total renewal of the human race. And they chose, he chose Noah because Noah was the only righteous man for the job. The only righteous man that walked the face of the earth. Because of his righteousness, he saved his family. Now, Noah, remember, he chopped for 120 years. 120 years. He worked by day and he witnessed by night. So at night, he'd go into the villages, into the cities, and he would share his sermon. Now, it didn't take him very long to prepare the sermon because it only had three words. It's gonna rain. It's gonna rain. It's going to rain. Now, here's the interesting thing to understand is that Noah was given this sermon from God. God said it's going to rain. Noah didn't even ask God what rain was because in the day of Noah, there was thought to believe no rain coming from the sky, only mist and subterranean water feeding the earth. So Noah's telling people about things that have never been seen before that he's never seen. And some people aren't buying it. Matter of fact, no one's buying it for 120 years. So friends, you might be in a place right now where your walk with Christ, people aren't buying it. They're not believing it. They're not, they're not, your ark is not nothing to them. It just, matter of fact, you might actually have fewer friends. Some teenagers in here, you might have fewer friends because you choose not to conform to the standards of the world. Ladies in here, you may not, you may be rejected by some guys because you choose to live out standards versus conforming to the world. You that own businesses and work for people to make resource that God gives us the opportunity to have, you may choose not to do things some ways people are doing it to get ahead faster, to make more money, and you choose not to be conformed to that. doing the right thing you're doing the right thing because in Noah's day when everyone was locked up in the ark something happened that no one had ever seen before blip 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 And then suddenly from the sky and from the earth, water welled up. At that point, the whole world knew that one man, one man was right. And an entire civilization was wrong. And it was too late. The box was sealed. Salvation for that family was set. And it cruised above all the sin of the world. It's going to rain again. It's going to rain again, right? We know that, don't we, friends? It's going to rain again. It's time for us to start thinking about another box. And this is a beautiful box. I believe that Noah was a foreshadowing of Jesus Christ. Noah built a box because God told Noah to build a box. God sent his son, Jesus, to build us a box. 
that we can all get into with our families and be protected from the sin of the world. From the sin of the world. So he worked, he witnessed, and he continued to worship for 120 years. You know, it's impossible, it tells us in Hebrew, to please God without what? Faith, yeah. And we can all have faith. And here's the thing, friends. You've got to get yourself some good faith-filled friends. You've got to hang out with them. You've got to be with them when they're up. You've got to be when they're down. And you've got to be with people that you can grab onto their backs and hold on to when your faith has been depleted because it will happen from time to time. You will be tempted. You will be challenged. When you can jump on somebody's back and you can hold on to them until they actually transfer that faith and it comes back into you, then we're a good, tight family. And that's what the body here at Life Church is about. It's about us being available for everyone here so we can build our arcs and save our families. And in that time, we can jump on each other's back when we need to for you to carry us until our faith is totally refilled again. That's what we do as a church body. That's what Noah did for his family. In Matthew, it tells us, when the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's days. Well, let's just remind ourselves what was going on in Noah's days. In those days, um, actually, spirits actually filled humans, and humans actually took on strongholds and afflictions, and and there was crime and battle. And, And in the Bible, it tells us that every day it was getting more and more and more. That's what was going on in Noah's days. If you spend any time listening, reading, or watching, you might be drawn to a conclusion that those are some of the things that are happening today. So that's why we have to take the promises of tomorrow, pull the energy into today, so we have that energy as Christian believers to move forward in our walk, in our purpose to help other people come to Christ, to help other people come to Christ, because it's going to rain again. Brian's been so good, and Tom's been so good, and, and Matt uh, did such a great job in illustrating this. And I don't know if I can do this as well as they can. I'm going to attempt right here. This shorter line here that you see is a chasing after. It's a chasing after things, chasing after wants, chasing after desires. And I'm not saying that any of those aren't worthy of your time. A desire, the root in Greek, is of the Father. So what is put into your head comes from the Father. We have to make sure that we're not living a life by default, by running after thing, after thing, after thing that is not in God's opportunity for us. We have to look at the long route. Let's look at the Noah path. The Noah path, faith, his faith, his walk with God delivered him with a a walk that pleased God. God smiled when he spoke to Noah and God shared with Noah instruction, correction, love. And Noah immediately took action. He didn't sit back and say, I'm going to do the faith a la carte thing here. I'm going to do that, do this. Not that, not that, definitely not that. No. See, when we don't do everything, faith isn't completed and we leave a gap. We have to be like a hero of faith and we have to do and complete everything. And that comes through our obedience. And the obedience comes with our walk each 
in every day, every hour, every minute. God is our right there, our friend, right here, right there, next to you, sharing every thought with God, just as though he was sitting there with you because he is. That's a life by design, by God's design. Noah's life was designed by God, amen? Guess what? If it wasn't for Noah, none of us would be sitting here. Noah's three sons went on to actually appropriate the entire world. All the nations of the world became that of Noah's heir. Pretty amazing. Now, there's a sign right there. You can go back to that for just a second. It says, caution under... See, it's easy in here for us. It's easy in here for me because we're, we're here together. We all, kind of, we all believe in pretty much the same thing. So it's easy enough to get into all this stuff. And even if you don't believe in all of it, it's easy enough to fake it until you get outside. <laughs> the pressure's outside. The pressure's not in here. The pressure's outside beyond the parking lot. And in some cases, it's not even beyond the parking lot. It's in the car. The pressure's outside. Our walk with God, as we strengthen it, will allow us the obedience that will actually allow us to handle the pressure. When we don't walk with God fully, the pressure gets really hard, and the walk then becomes an irritation instead of an inspiration. Amen? Do you get that? So just remember that those spirits that filled people then and held people back, the violence that was created is still in the world. And we as Christians and believers, we can go out and pray and actually ask God to remove those strongholds from people. And remember, Noah saved his family. I found this, uh, this ad on, TV, on uh, the internet. Seems to be where we go for everything. Second flood coming. Um, build your own ark. And I put that starburst on top of the rest of it because it said, if I was to remove it, it would say, from a cans of beer, is what it said in the ad. So float your way into salvation on cans of beer. And I don't think that's too far from where a lot of people may think that uh, they can get their salvation from. Remember, when you're forced with a decision, your first step should be into what's uncomfortable. Check yourself here. Oftentimes, we move to the comfort, and God doesn't have all that potential in the comfort. He has it when we move into the uncomfort, and we actually give ourselves to him. So God has an ark for us to build, for each and every one of us to build. I'd ask you to remember the word pitch. The Hebrew root word for pitch is atonement. God sent Jesus Christ who built us a box. He sealed with his resurrection the box of salvation with atonement. And we each have the ability to build our own ark, our own box with Jesus Christ. Our purpose is to build arks, to build our own, to help others as they're chopping, build theirs, Encourage them. This building's an ark. The people in it, their faith forms the ark. It's sealed with the Holy Spirit. Our purpose in this community is to find people 
who need to know Jesus Christ so that they can be saved and their families can be saved and they can build their own ark just as we all are. It's going to rain again. We know that we have it all figured out with Christ. We built the sanctuary in a way that we could actually handle more ark builders. Our role is to bring more people into Christ so that they can build an ark and save their families and do it reverently through God's love. So Noah takes on a little bit of a different understanding today. Noah was the first ark builder. He feared God, worshipped him, loved his family so much that he built an ark of salvation and he floated into history with faith. Let's bow our heads. Father God, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for your word and your message. We trust that the Holy Spirit has imparted on each and every one of us an understanding of a walk with you, a faith and an ark. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us resource in order for us to support the ark here at Life Church and to support each and every ark that we have the opportunity to help start. We thank you for each and every person in this room, for those that are here, those that couldn't make it today, Father God. And we thank you for pitch. We thank you for pitch. And we send this prayer to you in Jesus, your son's name. And we all say, amen.